as any chance I get, I'm going to be next to Brian Smith. Um, love Brian Smith. So proud of who he is. Great to see so many that are here uh, encouraging uh, one another. To the angel of this house of prayer, don't let that word scare you. That means messenger. Brother Davis, thank you for your endless service and dedication to God's people, preparation in his word, um, all, all that you have to do to stay in the gap. I'm honored to be standing where you would, would be standing for the invite uh, to, to stand before the elect and to share a word from our Lord to his wife, uh, Lynn, so good to see you. And I know he is who he is because of the support that he has. And Sebastian, what a blessing. Man, you heard me, man. <laughs> My hair's, I'm, I'm, I'm stomping both. <laughs> what a way to praise the Lord. What a way to lift up our voice. What a way to celebrate who he is. So thank you so much for leading us in those songs, reminding us how great he is. I don't know about you. I think a lot. I think a lot about going to heaven. We've been to some nice places, but I can't wait to get, he can come and get me right now. Now that probably wouldn't be good for y'all because I'll be, you know, be gone. But <laughs> I've seen enough. I've done enough. Um, he can come right now. Not now, but right now. Right now. But um, let's keep living a life. Let's keep encouraging each other so that that's the goal. Nothing else. Nothing else. That's the goal. Not winning the lottery. Not our sports team winning the Super Bowl. I'm going to be on your porch in a minute. It's about heaven. And it's about seeing his face in peace. It's about him saying, well done. And so I, I, um, I'm trying to do all that I possibly can. I tell people all the time at work, I can't do that because I'm trying to go to heaven. I cannot lie for you because I'm trying to go to heaven. I tell our two back kids, I mean, I, I tell. Yeah, that's the, that's the lioness back there. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, yeah, the pride, the pride. Try to go to heaven, uh -huh. and uh, I'm going to do all that I possibly can to help you to get there, too. A beautiful passage was read unto our hearing. Let's go to the book of the beginnings. The chapter is 35. I want you to consider for a moment the topic 
of why forgive? Why forgive? And surely, as well taught as this church is, Brother Davis does an outstanding job, and, and we share a kindred in that we had a father in the gospel, a mentor, if you will, the late, great Arnelius Crenshaw, Jr. Uh, and so uh, we stand on his shoulders. There's a path that has been lit for us, but we are servants of God. And so he does an excellent job. By the way, I've worshiped with y'all before. I just haven't been here. I've been online. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So I, some of y'all, I see y'all on camera. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're doing <laughs> Now it's been great, it's been wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Brian and I have an opportunity, our wives allow us to go and, and play golf all over this nation. And, uh, and we will, well we have to be in worship. We have to be in worship. So this is a well-taught church. I, I know about y'all. And Brother Davis has given me the low down. No, no. No, he hasn't, no he hasn't. Don't need to. Folks are folks. Same folks in Oklahoma. Your family's in Oklahoma City. I'm, yeah, we all the same. We all the same. We're all in this hospital. In this hospital, um, being healed, being transformed. Uh, but why? Why forgive? Why forgive? And of course, we know. Scripture teaches us to forgive. Is that right? In the model prayer, Jesus says, and, and forgive them. Right? Our debts. As we what? Forgive our debtors. Uh, we see also there is a warning that if we don't forgive in that same model prayer, if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. Yes, yes. And then in Matthew chapter 16, forgive and it will be, be forgiven unto you. Uh, Luke chapter 17 Peter comes to Jesus and he says, man, you got to put something on that. You have to let me know how, how many times. How many times must I forgive my brother if he sins against me? Come on, Jesus, how many times? And Jesus gives him that infinite number. And so those, of course, are scriptural reasons that we should forgive. And there are many, many more in scripture. We should forgive. In fact, grammatically, I wanna, I'm going to tear up the English. I do that a lot. Brian helps me out with that. <laughs> forgave. I want you to think about the forgave. The tense I know is wrong. But life happens. And there is going to be some things in this life to where you're going to have to have a spirit to where you already yes. have forgiven them. Yes. So forgave, not forgive. If we get to the point where you're searching and you're trying to find an anchor, you're trying to find hope, you're trying to find a reason, you got those passages, you know them, you can quote them, but if you haven't already, forgave, it's going to be very difficult for you to move forward. Why forgive? I want you to consider that forgiveness is not only 
for the person that you're going to release. Forgiveness is for me. Am I right about it? So I want you to think about, I have on my screen, Brother Davis, the person who has caused me some deep pain, the person who has made it very difficult for me to forgave, an unspeakable act uh, credited to my daughter. So I'm not talking about something I read. This is something I'm living through right now. And it was difficult. As I was thinking about and preparing this lesson, this is not what I wanted to talk about. Because I realized I haven't forgave him. I wasn't there yet. See how it just jumps right over forgiving? Yeah. yeah. So I knew, I know better. And I should be in a different state. And I'm so thankful. Oh, I'm so thankful for the word of God. Because it has an it has, it has that ability to change us and to help us to get through to get through, okay? Some of y'all get that at lunch. Sometimes it's just trying to get through to get through, okay? That's, that's, that's what we say back home. We're just country. So Dr. Tony Roach is our brother in Christ. And he has a series of books called God's Love Bank. It's about deposits and withdrawals. And I'm just going to touch briefly. And I want to I read something that Dr. Roach has blessed us with some years ago. He says, God's concept of forgiveness gives you the compassion to keep your spirit open. Closed spirit, closed hand, can't feed, can't receive, can't, you can't do anything when your spirit is closed. Closed to those who have hurt you. And it allows you to wipe out their debts. Now, Brother Palmer, you don't understand. There will be no wiping out debts. There will be no forgiving allowing this person to escape. This person or these persons, they need to get what's coming to them. And God is my witness. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting. I pray that God delivers them in my hand. No mercy. No forgiveness. No love. Y'all can take that Church of Christ stuff and get away with me. Get away. There will be none of that. Dr. Roach continues to say, wipe out the debts, release them from bondage, and set them free to go. The truth 
is God's concept of forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. I need to, you to see this from Genesis chapter 45. There is a powerful character that God has lent to us to teach us all so, so, so many lessons. His name is Joseph. Joseph actually is a, is a central character in the book of the beginnings. He starts in verse number, excuse me, chapter 39, and he goes all the way to 50. I, I just saw some of your faces. I'm, I'm not going to use all those. But I am, I'm going to need to put it in this contextual setting, okay? But we will not be here for all those chapters, but I need you to turn to chapter 39, okay? Brother Maurice, they, they, they already quit on me. Yes. And I'm sorry, I just had to add, I got to add two more chapters. It's actually chapter 37. <laughs> 37 through 50. The life of Joseph. There are some things that happened to Joseph that caused him to really wrestle with an attribute that God has asked us to also demonstrate within our spirit. God is so many things. He is an incredible provider, is he not? Yes. yes. Uh, God is an unconditional lover. I think about my life. I was a rascal, and uh, God needed, I needed unconditional love. And we can go on and on about the attributes of God, but yet there is one that I want us to consider this morning, and God is a forgiver. Perhaps one of the most difficult attributes that we must bring in, uh, uh, contribute to ourselves, is to have the spirit of forgiveness. I want you to see this through the lenses of Joseph. There are some things that are going to happen to Joseph that's going to require him to adopt this incredible attribute of forgiveness. Joseph is 17. We're in chapter 37. He's 17. He is one of 12 sons to Israel, Jacob. He's 17 and he has older brothers and this is a blended family. And so already you know there's going to be some family dynamics. Could be, shouldn't be, but could be, and we're going to see it here. So he brings a report to his father, Jacob. Younger brother brings a report to their father, and snitches get, yeah, yeah, they, they do. They do. That's not cool, right? That's not cool at all, little Joseph. And Jacob was part of the problem. Jacob loved Joseph. I mean, sure enough loved Joseph. The mother boys, uh, he probably didn't even remember their names. And, and, and Joseph had this special clothing. Can you see him?
He had a coat of many colors given to him by his father. They didn't buy it. It wasn't on Amazon. It wasn't made in China. It wasn't imported. <laughs> wasn't imported. His father, the Bible said he made it. And he probably had a celebration and put it on him, gave him the pop and all of that. Oh, the mother boys did not like that. So you a snitch in your daddy's boy. I'm building up this drama of why Joseph had to forgive. So verse number 37, chapter number 37 says that. Verse 9 of that saying, Joseph has an incredible ability. God is with Joseph. Remember that. God is with Joseph. Joseph has the ability to interpret dreams. And God gives him a dream. Actually, he gives him two dreams. Remember, he's 17 years old. He has older brothers and his daddy. Now, y'all remember Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, Jake, that Jacob, yeah, yeah. So. He tells the family about the dream. They are troubled by it. His brother says, there's no way I'm going to be bowed down to you. Even Jacob himself had issues with that. So he's building this hatred, this animosity, this envy between his brothers and all that. And then his father does something I don't think is very wise at all. Already he knows he's a snitch. Okay? He sees the snitch to go snitch on them again. So he sends them out. They go out. They have all kinds of, of, of livestock. And so he sends them out to go check on his brothers. And they see him from afar. And they say, here comes that dreamer. And guess what? They begin to plot to kill their own flesh and blood. They begin to try to think of how they're going to do it. They can't stand Joseph. So you can imagine, it's tough around the family dinner. It's tough throughout the, the camp. It's tough for Joseph. And so here he comes, and they are going back and forth about what they should do with him. So here they throw him in a pit. I'm still in chapter 37. Look at verse 19 with me. And then they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Come therefore, let us now kill him, cast him in some pit, and we shall say some wild beasts have devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. Look at verse 26. Before we go there, Reuben, the oldest, he says, don't do this. We cannot deliver him. He's trying to get him out of their hands. And then he, he says, I, I must bring him back to his father. So some time has passed. They're actually having a meal uh, outside of the pit. They have stripped Joseph of his cloak, his, his coat of many colors. And one of the others, Judah, 
said, this is not going to profit us. I'm in verse 26 now. So Judas said to his brothers, what profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? He looks out, he sees that there is a, there is travel happening. And he says, you know what? We need to, we need to profit him. We need to sell him into slavery. So you can see already Joseph has uh, this opportunity. He has this offense after that offense. So he's nervous. He's in the pit. And now he finds out, I may never see my father again. Life is about to change for me. I'm about to take a total different course. How did I end up here? Sometimes, church, we will raise a fist of rebellion against God, and we begin to be upset that God has allowed this to happen to me. After all those years, after all those songs, after all of those Bible classes, after all that I have done, I believed in you, God, and you allowed this to happen. How, why am I in the pit? What have I done to deserve this? You have abandoned me, and now I'm going to be a slave? Animosity is building up, not only towards his brothers, but all, could be towards God. And church, I just want us to remember. I just want to remind us. There's an overarching theme in this, this life of Joseph. You're going to see over and over again that God was with Joseph, don't forget that. Even in the pit. Even when we got trouble at home. Even when a child has kept you up. Even when the job is not acting right. Even when your husband or wife is not. Even when all that, God is what? God is with you. So he finds himself in the pit, finds himself sold off, and he finds himself in Egypt. Total different. Total different scene. Total different gods. Total different food. He's away from his family, his security, all of that. He's a nobody. But God was with him. I'm in chapter 38. He sold off to someone named Potiphar. He is an officer in Pharaoh's army, captain of the guard. It says in, it says in, I'm sorry, let's go to chapter 39. It skips 38. Chapter, verse 2. 39.2, the Lord was with Joseph. There it is. And he was successful. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. 
everything he was doing was prospering. Verse 7 says, but it came to pass after these things that his master's wife, Lord have mercy, <laughs> casting longing eyes on Joseph. Our young brothers, watch those women. Uh, casting, if you don't know what that means, uh, Pull me to the side afterwards. <laughs> the Bible says just before that that Joseph was handsome and uh -huh. form in appearance. He looked like Braylon. <laughs> yeah, looked like Braylon. But I love, even though. And remember this, even if you're in a place, even though this is foreign, even though you seem like you're by yourself, look what Joseph says, how can I do this thing, this great wickedness against God? He never forgot who he belongs to. So even in the midst of your struggles, even in the midst of the pit, even in the midst when you think that somebody has sold you off, has written you off, has delivered you into a foreign country, even in all of that, God is still with you, and this is, should be our response. Our response is, how can we do this against God? But this woman, she had to have Joseph. She put her hands on Joseph. And Joseph, all of us, all, he, did everything, he did the right thing. Every man should do this. Every man should do this. Run! <laughs> Brother Davis, I know you have one of those wives. Yes. My wife, I know what I should be doing. I got to run! And then I'm going to have to explain to her why she has my car keys, why she has my, my cell phone, why she... Joseph got out of Dodge. That's, that's an Oklahoma term. And, and he left, Massachusetts, thank you. And he left a garment behind. And this woman, she had to have him. And if I can't have him, nobody else will. So now, Joseph, a plot to kill him? Joseph, sold into slavery? Did you see how his life is going? And now, falsely accused, now he finds himself in prison. Remember, even in those difficult times, even when your oppressor has done some difficult things to you, unspeakable things to you, or to your child, even when things appear not to be going well, let's make sure that we remember who we belong to, even though, and that's difficult for Joseph. Yeah. Something I want you to say in scripture is this. Overarching thing, God is with Joseph, even in prison. He gets authority. 
he's able to do even more things. They see everything that Joseph touched, it prospers. Why is that important? If you remain in the pit, if you remain bondage to, to slavery, if you remain in prison, God can't use you. I know it's difficult for Joseph. I think about these things all the time. How would I have had responded if it had been different, if we're reading about Tommy? I think y'all would be disappointed. I would be trying to break out of prison. I don't know about y'all. Okay? That's not so. Joseph went about his work, and he kept a spirit open to God. And that's the most difficult part about why we need to forgive. We need to forgive so that we can always, always be in a position to extend praise to God, to be useful to God. Had Joseph shut down, had Joseph broke out of prison, had Joseph uh, did whatever he needed to do to get back to the land of Canaan, What's about to happen would have never happened. Allow God to deliver us from our enemies. Allow God to restore us back to that state that we had. And I know this is difficult. I, I do. In fact, I, I missed something really earlier. I drew up my screen, and I can see our oppressor. I want you to draw up your, your screen. And I want you to go back to that pain. And I know it's real. Just to say the person's name or to see images of where the person lives. Well, God have mercy even coming to a place of worship. Those are, that's very difficult. Very difficult. But Joseph is going to help us with that. So he's in prison. There are two servants thrown into prison. And he's in a special prison. Like, it's like, it'll be like going to federal prison. <laughs> so he's in, he's in prison where Pharaoh's officers go. Those, so he's there. So there's no, no, no uh, leap that the, the baker and the, the cupbearer ends up there. They have a dream. Joseph is able to interpret their dream. He only asks the cupbearer, remember me. He doesn't. Two years go by, and then Pharaoh has a dream. And now God has Joseph exactly where he wants him. And I know we can't see this, I know, Melody, we, we, we're not understanding how to, could this happen to us, but I believe he's going to reveal to us exactly why this has happened to us, to our baby. Where was help? Why, God? Could you? He's going to help us 
all things work. Is that right? All things. Right now, it doesn't look like it. Don't look, nothing's good about this at all. But all things work together. I'm so glad that I, I, I was forced to look at this afresh. Why forgive? Because it's for me. So now Joseph is before Pharaoh. We know the story. Famine's coming. But before the famine, seven years of plenty. Joseph is mighty. God is with him, overarching theme. Pharaoh sees that. He puts him second in command only to himself. And Joseph does an incredible job of storing and storing in those years of plentiful. And then what happens is this famine begins to spread. And now it's also in the land of the Israelites. Jacob's looking at his boys and said, this don't make any sense. Get to Egypt and buy some grain. And so quickly I need to do this. Forgiveness allows us to reveal our true identity. We have a way of doing what's called having false substitutions. We know the right words to say. We know how to put on the right face. Believing or trying to convince others that we are okay. How you doing? I'm fine. Highly blessed. Highly favored. Oh, I'm doing good. I'm on my way to heaven. Everything is ever. I'm doing well. And what we do is back home they have this stuff that's called cover girl. I don't, I don't know if y'all had that up here. You can, you can cover, you can cover. You can cover up some stuff, right? You can cover up some stuff to make you look like, look, make you look different, make you look like everything is fine. Watch this in scripture. Genesis chapter 45. I finally got to that chapter. Verse 1 says, then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, making everyone to go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept out loud. The Egyptians and the house of the Pharaoh heard it. So prior to this, Joseph is concealing who he is. He has a series of things that he does, trickery. Uh, he's, he's really interested in knowing, y'all did this to me. What about Benjamin? We had the same mama. None of y'all had the same mama. Really, y'all? How's Benjamin? But he does it in a way, because they can't really know that it's Joseph. 
So perhaps it's a large room, and they come in and they're prostrate, they're down on their face, and, and, and maybe Joseph got into some of that cover girl, okay? And so he, he doesn't uh, look like Joseph anymore. And once again, he's, he's, uh, he was 17 when this happened. Now he's, it's 22 years later. Uh, do the math for us. Yes. <laughs> I, I do that all the time to uh, Brian Smith. So let's give him somewhere around there, right? 40-ish. So now he's a, he's a man. He's a man that probably don't look, but there could be some distance between them. So the whole time Joseph is concealing who he is and we do the same thing. Forgiveness is for us. And oftentimes we will put barriers in front of ourselves. In fact, it says here that before chapter 45, the interpreters was interpreting for Joseph. Joseph is talking Egyptian. And he's interpreting, although he knows. He knows. But he doesn't want them to know that he knows. Oh, we good at it too, right? We'll send somebody. We'll tell her. I'm still not talking to her. Is that right? Or we have these electronic devices. And we will text. When you ready. When you ready to say that you sorry, I might consider having lunch with you. Am I right about it? And so just like Joseph, we have a way too of sending our interpreters to let them know that we still hot. I mean hot on both sides, the front and the back, okay? I can't sit down, I can't stand up, I'm hot, okay? You know what you did? You wasn't right? I heard the sister earlier, Sister Green, she said, going to hell in a handbasket. And that's our prayer. That's our prayer. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer, and I just hope that I'm there. I'm going to videotape the whole thing. And then I'm going to make sure that I have it on Divida. That's a DVD. Yeah. I'm going to have it on Divida so I can go back, and I can go back, and I can go back. I'm going to get some popcorn. I'm going to get some of that good old lemonade. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to look at that over and over again because you deserve it. You've messed with the wrong one. The wrong one. So here's Joseph hiding, concealing himself from his brothers. Some of us would have said, you know what? This is it. God has delivered them in my hands. Remember, he's second in command. Oh, man, he can get medieval with them. Of course, there's no medieval yet, but he can, he can, he can. <laughs> we, we do that a lot, too. Uh, but he can come up with some stuff. I'm sure the Egyptians, you know, the Egyptians, 
the pyramids, the Egyptians. So I'm sure they got some torture chambers. I think they, they got some ways. They got some stuff for you, right? And it was at, it was at his, he didn't use it. He didn't use it. So he goes back and forth, back and forth. So forgiveness is for me. It allows us to conceal our true identity. That's why I'm trying to be somewhat transparent, okay? But I live a little bit, Brother Davis, and this is not the time nor the place to, to reveal um, details. You and I are going to have a phone call, and I pray that you pray with me. And, um, and there's just some things that we've got to try to keep in the smallest set. I'm only trying to use self to try to help somebody else who may be here today. In short, stop hiding. Take off the mask. Remove the interpreter. And make sure that you have revealed yourself, your true self. And then, and only then, it's going to allow you to release your debtors. Look at verse number eight. Excuse me, verse number five. I'm in Genesis 45 and five. Let's go to verse four. That's good. That's good there too. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So then they came near. You see what happened? There's a distance. He asked him to come near. He's breaking all the Egyptian rules. I'm somebody in Egypt. You just don't run up on me. But he said, come near. And then he says, I am Joseph, your brothers. Could you imagine? Some of them may have had to have a change of clothing. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, what? <laughs> You're Joseph. I am, jo that's what I would have been saying. I, hey, Joseph. <laughs> I am Joseph, your brother. Let that soak in. Most of the pain, the offenses, those who are going to hurt us the deepest are those who are closest to us. I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold. Remind them, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. But now, do not therefore be grieved. Look at this, Joseph. Joseph is working it out. This is for Joseph. Do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here, overarching theme, for God sent me before you to preserve life. Wow. You're better than I am, Joseph. 
But with God, this could happen. This could absolutely happen to where you can absolutely release your debtors. Once you have revealed your true identity, now you're ready to release your debtors. And that's difficult. I know that's more than a notion. I know that's more than a sermon. That's more than Sunday morning. But remember, forgave. Already have it in your spirit to walk as God walks. And I want you to think about self. How many of us could afford to have God remember and to hold and to use all the offenses we've had against him. I want him to forgive me. Because I know I may say something I'm not supposed to say. I know I may go someplace I'm not supposed to go to. I know I may look too long. And I, I know, I know, please forgive me, Lord. Release me. So who am I to build a dungeon, to have a pit? Who am I to rally the troops, to have a camp, to pit the church or the family against this person or that person? Who am I? I need to release my debtors. I don't know about you. Um, I like when people pay me back. My wife is trying to help me with that. Please don't go up to her because she just gives out money all the time. It's terrible. <laughs> Tiffany Smith is looking down because they're cousins. They, they, the same, they the same way. Poor Brian and I. Yeah, poor Brian and I. Messing up our golf money. No, Lord, have mercy on me. We got to let that stuff go. The Bible says love keeps no record of wrong. Literally, the transcript, the manuscript, some of us got books, chapters, verses. It tears. There is no record of wrong. You cannot go back and recall it. Why? Because it's not there. That's what love does. And we have to be able to get to a point to where we release our debtors. Yeah, they, they knew better. They should have done better. Uh, we got them. We could take them to the court of law. There could be jail time. There could be some, some serious things here. We got to release them. We got to release them. We got to release them. And then the last point. Why forgive? Because forgiveness is for me. And it allows us to foster reconciliation. I want you to let that soak in. Reconciliation is not head level. I can't just say, we good? We boys? 
reconciliation is as if it had never happened before. You got to go back to the state before the offense happened. That hurts. That hurts. I done hired the Secret Service. I got cameras up. I got a private detective. I'm, I got everything. I'm watching. I'm watching. Fool me once. Right? Shame on. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. That's where I'm at right now. I don't even like dogs. I'm going to get a dog. You're not going to run up on me again. Mm -mm. It's hard in these streets. But that's, that's, that's not true reconciliation. It's not. It's not. And I didn't even mention uh, in Oklahoma, everybody has a gun except for me. Man. They're proud of their guns. I mean, guns on top of guns. This gun can shoot around the corner. <laughs> I can shoot this gun. It could go in, down the ground, up, and hit you 50 yards away. <laughs> of course, I'm just making up stuff. <laughs> but they love their guns. But what would I look like going? Remember, I was, I was happy talking about I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. What would I look like if I withdrew myself from reconciling back to the offender? But Joseph had to do that. Story continues all the way in chapter 50. Israel, Jacob dies. He told his boys, take my bones and, and go back to the promised land, the, the, the land that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, my, my fathers, don't bury me in this foreign land. And they, they do that. And the Jews had a way of mourning. There was a, a period of mourning and all of that would happen. And so now they're out of that period of mourning and guess what? His brothers are real nervous now. Joseph was only cool because daddy was alive, okay? Some of us are real cool about this. I believe it says revenge is a meal best served cold. So Joseph would have been the coldest cat and he just waited and waited and waited. They didn't have Joseph's spirit. So Joseph had the spirit of reconciliation. So in chapter 50, I got to read this because I'll mess it up. Verse 15 says, 50 and 15, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us 
and may actually repay us for the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers in the sin. In fact, even, even Jacob was nervous. So he, in his will, said, please say this to Joseph, you heathens. No. Uh, <laughs> now please forgive. Look at verse 19, though. 18, that's good, too. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Verse 19, Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in this place of God. Wait a minute, Joseph? No. You, yes, I'm in this place of God. But as for you, here it goes. This is drama right here. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is to this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So Joseph dwelled in Egypt, he in his father's household, and Joseph lived 110 years. He saw his children's children, three generations. Why forgive? Forgiveness is not for a ticket into heaven to try to follow the scriptures. Forgiveness is for me. I hope I've been able to share with you that God worked through the life of Joseph. And there was some ugliness there. There was a lot of pain there. There was a lot of envy there. There was a lot of evil there. But God was with Joseph. And he's with us. He loves us just as much as he loved Joseph. Now for those who are out the ark of safety. You must embrace this love, the forgiveness that God has for each and every one of us has been afforded to you through our Savior Jesus Christ, who as he was stretched between two worlds, as he's dying on the cross, he himself said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That forgiveness is available even today. Come full of faith. For faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've heard the gospel. You know that Jesus loves you. You know that you stand in guilty distance from God. That faith, that knowledge should move you towards obedience. Faith, repentance have to have a change of mind about how you're going to live this life. God is allowing you to navigate through this life. He wants you. I love the earlier class. Braylon and Xavier were talking to us about the fruit 
of the Spirit. He wants us to live by the Spirit. Let's take this old self off, this old man. That guy is not in, in a line with God. But if we walk after the Spirit, that would help us to have a change of mind. As we clean this house, as we remove those things that are not of God, you must replace it with something else. I recommend that you replace it with the gift of the Holy Spirit. I allow repentance to take place. Confess. Confess the sweetest thing that's ever been confessed is that Jesus is Lord in Christ. He's Lord because he's master. Stop doing it your way. You're making a mess out of it. If we wasn't making a mess out of it, he wouldn't have sent Jesus. He sent Jesus, the Bible says, it's not within man to direct his own steps. Jesus had to come into this world because we are all like sheep. Sheep has no sense of direction. They can't run very fast. They don't have an armor. They can't see. They are helpless. Jesus comes into the scene and he allows us to escape. So that confession that he's Lord, meaning I am now, he's Lord. He's Lord over my life. He's the Christ because there's a debt that still has to be paid. A debt that you and I could not pay. Jesus paid that debt on the cross. That blood is still active today. It is still powerful today. It flowed all the way back and now it's flowing into God to determine time will be no more. And then be willing to be united with him in baptism. This always gives me just great joy. I love what Brother Davis did. He stopped the worship. There's nothing more important than for that union to take place. I love that. I have never seen that ever. To stop and say, you know what? That right there tells your folk that this is the most important thing. We have to be in Christ. Let's not wait. Let's not delay. Let's not give Satan any opportunity. Let's get in Christ. And then when you're in Christ, you got to stay in Christ. Okay? I don't know about you, like I said, I'm not making plans going on to the next golf trip. That's really not true. <laughs> <laughs> plan number one, this day, live for God so I can go where? To have that upper room. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what it's going to look like. John did the best he could. I tell you what, I, I cannot wait to see my, and I'm just going, I love that song. I'm going to walk around heaven all day. They're going to say, he's never at home. <laughs> but if you're struggling and you're not ready to release that person, to reveal your true identity, to release them, and to reconcile them. These are not steps that you can take. But I plead with you. I plead with you. 
along with heaven while the blood runs warm in your veins. Release that. Because those false substitutions will rob you of life. The very snare that you're trying to build for them, you're in it right now. There's no sunshine coming in. There's no music. There's no fellowship. There's no good food. None of those things. You have locked yourself out of all the blessings of God. And Satan's at the very root of that. Be forgiven. And also forgive those. And allow God to work everything else out. He will. He absolutely will because he's our provider. In a moment, we're going to stand. And this is our way of inviting you to the Lord's invitation and also to encourage one another. We get a chance to pray for one another. We get a chance to uplift one another, to bear one another's burdens. It happens right here, church. Don't go about this alone. Okay? This is an inside job. Let us together stand as we encourage ourselves each other in songs.